Paul wrote in Ephesians chapter 3, verse 8, Unto me who am less than the least of all saints, was this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. For the congregation here at Silver Hill, you give me the opportunity to preach, and I'm so thankful that we have this time together. And I pray that it's profitable and beneficial not only for the congregation here, but for the sister congregations that are also encouraging them and their work here. So thank you for the singing tonight and prayer. We're grateful that God has blessed us with another beautiful day. Tonight as we sit together under this tent for an opportunity to again look at questions. 183. That was the times that Jesus was asked a question by those in the gospel accounts. He also responded with 307 questions. So we know that there's questions that abound both within the scriptures and even in our lives as we think about what is the right thing to do. How are we to serve God? How do we become a Christian? All of these are questions that have eternity in the balance. Tonight, if you'll open your Bibles to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. As we again look at a question that Jesus asked, and also how it is we can find the answer. John 1 verse 38. After John the Baptist has said, Behold the Lamb of God, verse 29, he taketh away the sin of the world. We find these disciples of John hearing about Jesus being preached, and they see Jesus and they follow him. But Jesus pointedly wants to know, what are you seeking? That is, what are you looking for? You have heard John preach, and now you're following me. What's the reason? What are you really trying to find out? We're in the same situation. What are we seeking? Life is full of its desires, goals, and aspirations that we might have, things that we might be longing for in life, but it's true of people out in the world. They also have things that they desire, things that they may spend a lifetime seeking. We need to understand that God wants us to seek the right things, to long for, to have as our goal and our desires the right things. And so as we study tonight, as we think about this question, someone has come up with what we might call falling in the same category as resolutions. But they said, here are eight things that are popular as far as what people in general seek after. There's no doubt that people seek after wealth. 1849, everybody started going to California for the gold. They wanted to make their fame and their fortune. They wanted to have more in their pocket and they were willing to give up so much so that they could go there and find gold and increase their wealth. There is nothing wrong with seeking after wealth. In 1 Timothy 6, verse 17, Paul said, Charge them that are rich 
in this world's goods, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in God, who giveth to all men liberally. There's nothing wrong with it so long as we understand wealth can be fleeting. And we must always not put our trust in those things, but rather in God who made it available to us. Second, people also trust in and want confidence. Paul, even as he spoke to those in Ephesians chapter 6, or wrote to them, after he's talked to them about putting on the armor, he says, pray for me that I may speak boldly as I ought. You see, he still wanted that confidence, the ability to do and to choose what was right. And we still see that same thing today. We have young men coming up and they want to be song leaders or maybe lead that first prayer or become preachers, deacons, and elders. And it takes that confidence but so many put it in the wrong place. They want it to be prideful. They want it to be that which is going to give them a name. But Paul put it in its right place. Let's have the confidence to make the right decisions. To choose the good over the evil. Hebrews 5 verse 14. People seek after happiness. Fun. How many of us want to be happy? The Sermon on the Mount begins with talking about the Beatitudes or how to be happy. Now it's not always what we think it is. But we do know that when we follow God's plan, it's always going to bring the greatest joy to us. That Ethiopian eunuch obeyed the gospel. He went on his way rejoicing. When we get to the end of life, if we have been a faithful servant of God, he says, enter into the joy of thy Lord. It brings to us happiness. But not only that, we seek after freedom. Why do so many people want to come to our country? Why do we want to live here rather than in some other place where there's a dictator? or there's some kind of totalitarian reigning, it's because we enjoy freedom. But the greatest freedom we know comes by being in Christ, John 8, 32. Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You can be free in any country in this world. Because if one obeys the gospel, they are free in Christ. They're free from their sins. But yet, so many are just seeking after worldly freedom. To get out of some, some kind of oppression. Some kind of life that isn't what they desire. Let's never take the freedom in our country for granted. I think the sign out on the corner talked about the veterans from Vietnam. We ought to be thankful for those men who many times have paid the price. I say men in generic. I think it was yesterday the boys came back from the store and uh, somebody who had served in the military had given them these rubber wristbands. 
they were because he had obtained a purple heart. And so the wristband said purple heart. But we ought to be more grateful because of that bloodstained cross and the freedom that we have. Many times people are looking for peace. Paul, as he writes his prison letters, specifically as you think about the book of Philippians, talks about peace quite a bit. The peace that passes all understanding. Many times, people are looking for peace. In a world that's full of turmoil, we don't know what's going to happen. But we do know that we can cast our cares upon Him who cares for us. And therefore we can find that peace that resides in Jesus Christ. So many are seeking after peace, but it's found for them many times in an empty bottle. Alcohol and liquor. But that peace is always going to be something that's pleading for them. As soon as that wears off or that drug is gone, they don't have peace anymore. Joy, much related to happiness. We think about joy many times as just being a seasonal thing. But it's not. Not for the child of God. We can find that joy. Many people seeking after balance. That is, how do we weigh all of the responsibilities of life? How do we find time family for work, for doing what we would like? How do we find that balance and make time for a husband, a wife, kids? How do we make time for the most important, the spiritual? Thank you for being here tonight. You've made time, even as busy as you might be, some traveling a great distance. But then many are seeking after just fulfillment. What's going to satisfy me right now? That man in Luke chapter 12, beginning at verse 15, Jesus called a parable saying unto them, Take heed and beware of covenants. For a man's life consisted not in the abundance of things which he possesses. The rich man tore down his old bars and built new ones and said, Soul, take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But little did he know that his soul would be required of him that time. Song of invitation that's selected talked about why not tonight. We don't know what tomorrow has, but do. But many are seeking after these things, but that's really not the answer that we're going to see when it comes to what we ought to be seeking. Many times, what we see depends on what it is that we're looking for, and even where we're looking for. What we're seeking and where we're seeking. Got up this morning and I went for a walk. I haven't found yet what I'm seeking for because I'd like to find, like the first one, some money. But I haven't found anything great and significant, but I found a rope. 
I don't know if I can get the knots out of it and make any use of it. Anybody needs rope, they can have a rope. Found a, a lot of foam insulation. I guess that's what it is. And even found something that can be useful. Found a nice pole. I wasn't really seeking for them, but it was where I was, and that's what I found. But when we go through life, where are we? What are we really seeking? Is it things that may not have much value? We may be in different <coughs> places of life. Things change when you get a little bit older as far as what you're seeking. We're looking forward to our boys growing up. One's obeyed the gospel already. He's the one not here. We look to these boys to grow up and great the servants of God. That's what we want with our kids. Now there are grandkids that we want. That's what we're seeking. So things change a little bit. Matthew 7, verse 7. The promise of Jesus is threefold here. He says, ask, and it shall be given unto you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened unto you. Aren't we grateful that as the context continues, that we have a God who is good to us and blesses us far above anything that we can ever expect, much less deserve? I'm thankful God doesn't give us what we deserve, but rather what he wants to because of that love. But here he says, see and ye shall find. Where we're staying, they have a number of different games and some puzzles. One of them wasn't in the box. They had it in a Ziploc bag. So we, first of all, we're at a loss. We didn't know what kind of puzzle we were putting together for what it was supposed to look like. But we got to working on it. Finally figured out all the pieces aren't there, even though we looked and searched and tried to find it. We were seeking, but we couldn't find the answer. Pieces were not there. So we gave up. Never should we ever give up on God. Because he's promised that when we see, we can find. He's that good to us. In John 7, 17, if any man desires to be that worshiper of God, he shall know the doctrine when to be God. God makes it a promise. And he's faithful in his promises. So we need to be those that are going to ask, seek, and knock because he's promised that we can have that. In Colossians 3, verse 22, as Paul speaks to these individuals, he says, If ye then be risen with Christ, so he's talking to Christians, if you are those who have been buried and you have been raised to walk in the newness of life, if you then be risen with Christ, set your affections on things above, seek. 
sin. That which is spiritual. We've got to live in this world. But that doesn't mean that it has to consume us and everything is that. That's what we're seeking. He says, seek the things that are above. We think about heaven. Do we think about eternity? Do we think about one day all of this that so burdens us to us now? It's going to be over and gone. Revelation 21 says, No more death, no more tears, no more sorrow. Former things have passed away. But we've got to seek those things that are above, those heavenly things. In Galatians 1, verse 10, Paul says, There are two choices. For if I yet seek to please men, can I be the servant of God? We have to serve our employees. We have people that we work for or demand of us certain things. Paul says we have a greater choice to make. Which one is it going to be? Is God going to be out of the picture and I'm just going to try and get ahead in life and I'm going to be that servant of man? I can make the money. I can have all the fame. I can have all of the things in life. Or are we going to be the servant of God? We have to make that choice. A passage that you're probably well familiar with, or at least you all do. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. David said, I was young, and now I'm old. Yet have I never seen the righteous forsaken, nor seed begging bread. He says, I have that confidence that when I seek after God, that I'm going to have my needs taken care of. God is going to be faithful to bless us, keep us. Now, we may be persecuted by man, and they may do all things against us, but we need to understand that God is faithful to his promises. Seek first. Make it a priority. Make it something that's important in your life. Seek after God and His righteousness. The king here in Second Chronicles. God says, I'm going to bless you. But first of all, you have to seek me. And not only that, you have to continue to seek me. God doesn't want us just to start life as a Christian. He wants us to continue to seek, to long after, to make it something that we want to gain. When Jesus asked those two disciples, what are you seeking? He asked that question to make them stop and think about what was really important to them. And so it is with us that as we think about our answer to that question, are we going to start? Or are we going to strive to be faithful till death? The king knew that it was important. God told him so. 
we get open now to the book of Psalms, we have a number of passages that we're going to look at here as it emphasizes this matter of seeking. In Psalm 9, verse 10, They that know thy name will put their trust in thee. For thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. We see the Israelites. We are much like. But through the period of the judges, they followed God for a while and then they left would cry out for help and God would raise up a judge and deliver them and they'd come back and be faithful for a while. It's not God who has forsaken. It's not God who has left or stopped being the one who brought them out of Egypt. They're the ones who make the choice. Let it be our decision that when we are seeking, that we seek God and we understand that He's going to be there Hebrews 13 says that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is going to continue on. These passages here, Psalm 10, verse 4. Next page over, probably in your Bible, which it is mine. The wicked, through the pride of his countenance, will not seek after God. God is not always in his thoughts. Paul writes very similar words in Romans 3, verse 10. But here it shows the distinction between these two individuals. One who says, I will not, who doesn't want God to be the one that they seek or to follow. But we must realize God wants us to live to eternity. And it's going to take us being faithful to him. 14 verse 2. The Lord looketh down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and see him that is God. Can you imagine this night that even though it's dark outside, God has the ability to look down upon us? He's seeking after God. He knows our hearts. He knows our thoughts. He knows our minds. He wants us to understand and to see <coughs> after Him. A few pages over to Psalm 63. O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee, my soul thirsteth for thee, my flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen in the sanctuary, because of thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Early in the morning. We call it a devotional song, it's still a spiritual song we sing about early our desire as we begin our day ought to be, I'm going to seek God today. Even if it's my last, I'm going to seek after Him. Turn after you with John chapter 6. As we see regretfully, 
Some who had been followers of Christ do now decide to turn and to follow him no more. John chapter 6. Beginning at verse 22. As the multitude has now been fed, some who are desirous of nothing but seeing miracles or being selfish about what Jesus is doing, decide that it's time for them to leave. For the day following, when the people which stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was none of the boat save one, that one wherein the disciples had entered, Jesus went not with the disciples to the boat, that his disciples were gone away alone. He's departed from them for a while. But notice as verse 25 ends, they want to know how the teacher has come to the other side. Verily, verily, I say unto you, ye seek me, not because ye saw the miracles, but because ye did eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perishes, but for the meat which is, which endureth unto eternal life which the Son of Man shall give you, and for him hath God the Father Like those people, we make the decision today. What do we see? Is it just for the temporary, the food that we might have today, or the joy or the pleasure that might fill our hours right now, and then the dawn? We were able to have a good meal together with the coaches. You know what? It's been long enough. My stomach says I'm hungry. We have breakfast because we break that fast. We go on without food in the night. This food that he's talking about, even though it satisfied them for a while, it's gone. It says there's something that's lasting. 2 Corinthians 4, 16, down through into chapter 5, Paul says that we have something that's temporary. Our life affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh in us a far more exceeding weight of eternal force. We've got to make certain that we understand that balance. Things that are going to be temporary compared to what is eternal. What's going to last and what's going to be the thing that we miss? There are people who give their entire lives just to put food on the table. But they don't provide the sincere milk of the world. Which is more important. A father who spends all of his time working and doesn't have time to honor his wife or to bring up his children and nurture the admonition of the Lord. We've got to learn that seeking means we have to make a choice between those things. In Ezra 7, verse 10, as they came back from being in captivity, it says, Ezra prepared his heart to seek the Lord. Prepared. Preparation is necessary. In Psalm 119, verse 2, 
It's even more involved when it says, with the whole heart have I sought after thee. God doesn't want just a piece of us. He just doesn't want a portion. He says not just a little bit. The whole heart is needed to seek after him. In Matthew 13, verse 45, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a merchant who was seeking goodly pearls. What did he do? He was willing to give up all that he had gotten before in exchange for that one that was so much better. Heaven is so much better than anything else here. Let's make certain that we like that are willing to give up things that aren't as important. Were those other pearls valuable? No doubt he'd spent his lifetime getting those. But he knew that something else was more valuable. And notice he says it's the kingdom of heaven that's likened. We must also, in Luke 15, verse 8, as Jesus teaches the parable concerning the sheep and the coin and the sons, he says of this woman that she diligently sought find that one lost coin. I don't think anybody stopped to try and find this boat. They may not have even known that it was lost. Diligently seek after what was valuable to her. Are we going to be Good. It hadn't been that many years ago that the popular phrase was secret friendship. They've meant it from the standpoint we need to provide for everybody's needs. We'll try to be what everybody's looking for. You can't do that because then you get into competition, you have to beat whoever else is down the street. Do you know the greatest thing anyone has is the Savior? We can help out meeting physical needs or point them to the spiritual needs. The answers that we're looking for. First Peter 5, verse 8, gives us a warning. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, that is your enemy, the devil as a roaring lion, seeking he may devour. There's one out there who's trying to get you. It's his goal, his desire. He doesn't want to be lost in that eternity in hell by himself. He wants to take all that he can with him. And that's He's seeking whom he may devour. That's what Satan wants to do. You know who's seeking He wants your soul. Because he knows his destiny. He wants you to go to Hebrews 11, verse 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. 
that he that comes to God must believe him. That he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek. See the big, big difference. Satan's after you, they. Satan wants the world, but it's God who wants us to be saved. He is a rewarder. I served in the army in the late 70s. When the military police dog happened. <clears throat> we used the process that many times used punishment. You have your dog beside you, he's not doing what you want, so we'll just choke him. Because that's not what you want to do, punishment. Part of my time I spent in Germany and we went one time to see how the Germans trained their dogs. Their dogs were always trained by reward. They did what's right, they did a treat or praise, something along that line. Now that doesn't mean we always just punish our dogs, there was never any reward. They always were praise. But here you have the opposites. Satan wants you. God wants you. But we're going to win out. That's where your answer comes in. One vote against you, one vote for you, you make the side vote. Because God says we must obey him. Last night we went quickly through these and talked about faith, repentance, confession. Baptist. Added different verses to your wait tonight. <laughs> okay? Acts 18, verse 8. The Corinthians, that is, many of them, herein believe. Repentance, Acts 17, 30. The times this ignorance, God wings that, but now commanded all men everywhere to repent. Confession, Romans 10, 10. It is with the heart that man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Being baptized, 1 Peter 3 21. The like figure word we even baptism is also now saved us. That's the simple plan of God for one to have their sins washed away. Tonight it's your decision, your answer about what are you seeking. If tonight you're seeking to have your sins washed away because you're not a Christian, you can't. You can have your sins forgiven. All of them. No matter how bad, no matter how wicked, no matter how long you may have lived in the world and been under the thumb of the Lord and said, that can be washed away. But each of us as God's children, if we have put on Christ for that, we have to keep seeking, diligent, continual. Describe Hebrews 12, verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author of the kingdom of the Tonight, what do you see? Forgiveness put on Christ. We hope you can't go back. You need to make things right with God because you're not living. You haven't continued to seek faithfully. And you can come back in repentance and confession of those sins.
brethren here would take it a great joy to pray for you. This evening, yourself, our Lord's invitation. Help your families.